Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. I'm so excited to introduce our next guest. But before I do that, have you ever been in an environment or a situation where you felt so afraid to speak up and share a truth that you knew deep inside you weren't the only one that felt that way? If it was something in your apartment, something in your co- company that you saw, something around your relationships. If so, this episode might be the perfect one for you as we discuss what courageous communication is. I want to welcome to our program, Ruchi Singh. Ruchi is an incredible leader, an incredible speaker. She wears many different hats. She's an author. She's a mentor. She's a leadership and communications coach. She's a fantastic storyteller and a master with her words. She's done so many incredible things. And I want to share this with you because I met Ruchi about two years ago. We were both speakers for a summit on the topic of peace. But before we get to her, let me share a little bit about Ruchi. She shared recently a keynote speech for the United Nations in 2020. She was awarded the in the name of the former president of India, Dr. Sarvapali Radha Krishnan, uh, award for her contribution towards the nation's development. She's a recipient of the Powerhouse Global Award, and there's been a documentary where Ruchi has been a part of that won the ARFF Amsterdam Award. Ruchi, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction, and I'm good. It's my pleasure and honor to be back, and uh, so excited to... I. Like David himself said, we know each other for the last two years, but I'm so excited to meet Danny, you know. Hi, guys, and thank you for having me. Hi, Ruchi. Uh, this is Danny. And uh, the rest of the, our podcast audience, every now and then you'll hear David or I speak. We'll introduce ourselves so that you know who we are, because sometimes we do sound alike. Uh, so, Ruchi, <laughs> please tell us a little bit about your journey of leadership, how you became a speaker and how you became a coach. Uh, This is a very interesting question. And when uh, David shared this question with me, I was thinking and I realized that uh, my leadership journey actually started when I wasn't even aware of something like this, to be very honest. So let me take you back ages, ages back, right? So when I was in standard eight, like I was around 13 years old, um, I was monitor of the class, right? I don't know if you guys have monitors in US. So we had like, uh, so I was monitor and there was a maths exam, I think. And uh, I was one of the, like, I used to do well in my studies, but uh, that was a very tough paper. And uh, somehow a lot of people who consistently did well didn't. And a lot of students who uh, didn't do so well usually did very well. So the teacher, called me later and said, since you are the monitor, I want to know that uh, why is 
this? Why has this happened? So actually what had happened was the invigilator, uh, that teacher had kind of stepped out of the classroom for some time. And a lot of students, you know, we were very young, they cheated and a lot of us didn't. So I didn't go and tell the teacher, but when I was asked, I told him what the truth was. And this obviously didn't go very well with the teacher I had uh, talked about. And then it became a big issue. I was called to the uh, teacher's uh, room and it was filled with almost all the teachers. And I was like, you have to apologize. This is very wrong. And it was very scary for a 13-year-old Ruchi. I was so scared. I was not prepared for this. But there was a part of me which got so angry. It's like, I have not lied about it. And neither did I tell tales. I was asked. And I said what happened. So there was no fibbing. And I was right. I got so furious that I said, no, I know I'm right. And you know you're you know, I'm right. I'm not going to apologize. You can do whatever you can. I don't remember exactly how I put it. And I did that. And thankfully, the issue got resolved in my favor. The principal was very, uh, very wise man. But for me, it was, even though there I didn't show it, I was so scared that by the time I came back home, I had high fever. That scared I was. So now, uh, you know, today, I don't know how it came uh, to my mind so I think that is that is where the leadership journey started because leader what is leadership leadership is doing the right thing yeah. even though it is tough and standing by the truth even though it is easier to give in when people you know it's easier to give in so yeah uh, that's how it started but uh, recently um, to answer the second part of the question, what led me to become a speaker and a coach? So I, I was uh, earlier in HR. In fact, I was heading talent management for uh, Entrance, Aviva Offshore. Uh, and I was in HR for 10 years. But then something happened which made me change my field. I went, uh, I went through domestic violence in my life. And uh, I almost lost my life. And uh, and uh, that that kind of shook me up, you know. It was like a wake up call because I was in that situation close to five years, and uh, for five years I went through it. And uh, it is not an easy situation. It is very confusing for the person who's going through it. Very confusing. Uh, we go through a lot of shame, guilt, even though it's not our fault. You, but you experience what will people say things like that. And it held me back from doing anything about it, honestly. But then uh, when you come very close to losing your life, things change. So that was the time, like, uh, you know, my ex, that time he was my husband. He came home one day and he kept a knife to my throat, threatening to kill me. And I'm very blessed, very lucky that he changed his mind. Otherwise, at that moment, I was helpless. I could have done nothing. But later, I, I, I started thinking that uh, this is a second chance at life for me. And uh, I asked some tough questions to myself. And, you know, uh, people always assume communication is to do with others. 
the toughest communication is to have honest conversation with yourself right <laughs> so um i asked myself i asked and i was in sydney one of the poshest locations in sydney um the reason why i share all this is because people assume that certain things happen to certain kind of people in a certain kind of environment or background no like i keep saying domestic violence unfortunately is like covid it knows no boundaries it cuts through race religion gender uh, cultures economic uh, you know strata everything so i asked myself two question one was have i taken birth just to be a statistic and my answer was no of course not right and the second was i actually thought i'm going to die for you know for a few minutes so uh, i asked myself what if i had died that night what would have been the value of my life and uh, the answer was that the only way we add value to ourselves is when we add value to others and these two questions there were many more but these two were the critical questions and my answer to it changed my life around and uh, and i said that you know like uh, i have to do something i cannot let my pain my story of victimization own me so i started talking about it uh, and uh, and yeah that is what led me to be a speaker and a coach you know because uh, it is very important to own your own story i mm. think uh, david uh, we will talk about this later so uh, that's why but i want to share one thing that uh, finding the courage to reclaim my voice i'm saying reclaim because i have always been a confident person so it isn't that i suddenly got the confidence but i had lost it somewhere so finding the courage to reclaim my voice gave me the power not only to create a meaningful life but also to give a voice to countless others because silence almost got me killed you know and uh, that is why uh, for me communication i always call communication to be a power skill people say it's a soft skill no it is not it is a power skill because every time we remain silent when we should speak up a vital part of us shrivels and dies we lose power and we become important as a leader and also as a human being and that is why i am a coach i'm an international keynote speaker i help others to have the courage to express themselves effectively and uh, i tell people please become master of this power skill called communication ruchi this is david and thank you so much for sharing that with us and it's so vital that people understand that they have a voice and it takes incredible courage i can't imagine what you went through but i'm so inspired that despite what you faced you found strength within you to say i'm going to use my voice not just for myself but for so many other people out there and yes. that to me is super inspiring so thank you for sharing that with us and this is why i wanted to have you on our podcast because i think there's something to be said about courageous leadership that it isn't just a leadership quote unquote trait it really is something that is stirred to action 
when you're faced with either fear, you're faced with a circumstance that's out of your control, you know that there is the ability to give value to other people if you speak up. Yes. And so yes. I want to thank you for speaking up. When we first met two years ago at the Peace Summit, and we were both speakers there, I spoke about branding and you spoke about courage. And there was something about when you spoke, I thought, I've got to get to know her. She's incredible. I, I just love how what you spoke resonated with me. And it made me feel like we all can find that courage inside of us. So Ruthie, Ruchi, let me ask you this. We talk about courage. We talk about finding your voice and putting meaning behind it. Is there a difference in your mind when someone says, I want to be courageous versus someone saying, well, I'm trying to be fearless. Is there a difference at all between those two or are they really pretty much one of the same? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Uh, see, there is a difference um, between uh, being courageous and being fearless. Fearless means absence of fear, right? Whereas you can only be courageous when you are fearful of something. That's the vital difference. So suppose um, I, I love swimming, right? For me to swim is not a big deal, right? But if someone is scared of getting into water and they make the effort of swimming, that takes courage because for that person, they have to overcome their fear. Uh, like I say, there cannot ever be any courage in the absence of fear. Uh, so that is uh, the critical uh, difference between uh, fear and uh, courage. I love that. So despite your fear, you could be courageous. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. No, uh, you can only be courageous if you are fearful of something. If I don't fear anything, then where is the courage? We always need courage when... We are scared of something, but we still go ahead and do it in yeah. spite of, uh, you know, in spite of uh, whatever we are scared of. Like if someone is scared of heights and they climb something, that takes courage. But for me or you, it may be like not a big deal uh, uh, at all. 
so in fact whenever we face adversity there are two emotions right one is fear one is courage and whatever we choose will decide the course of our life so if we choose to go with fear the story will be very different it will end very differently from if we choose courage um like can you imagine for a moment what if mahatma gandhi or martin luther king or nelson mandela they were normal human beings you know why we uh, revere them is because what they did in spite of being if they were gods you know god is god we assume god can do anything but these were people like you and i and look what they made of their life they yeah. like they changed the history of world in so many ways but they did it they they chose you know like it i'm sure it was very tough for nelson mandela when he was in prison for 27 years uh, to still hold on to his uh, truth through that everyone is made equal or for martin luther king he knew that there was a very high chance that he will get assassinated which he did unfortunately but he still stood by his truth same for mahatma gandhi in fact mahatma gandhi was a big influence for both nelson mandela and uh, martin luther king it was not easy to just uh, you know uh, be like a stand uh, against a very very powerful very oppressive uh, imperialistic uh, uh, east india company britain but he did that uh, so that was courage and they chose courage when they could have easily taken the other way like millions were doing right Nelson Mandela or Martin Luther King or Mahatma Gandhi didn't face something unique there were millions facing the same situation and look what they made out of it so that is why i say there can never be any courage without fear and what you choose between fear or courage will change the course of your life this is Danny i i thought i think in myself those are some great examples that you provided uh these individuals as you said they're individuals um but yet they stood up for something and when you think about it they're telling their story similar to uh what you shared with your story as well and everyone has a story and the story is very impactful uh so yes. i i want to understand a little bit more uh you gave two great examples uh three examples actually i'm sorry you gave uh, Nelson Mandela um uh, Gandhi and, and uh, MLK Jr as three great examples and of course your life stories are a great example as well where people see these examples and they embrace it and they they get courage from it they they receive courage from someone stepping up and willing to to do the right thing and then they're willing to follow that um why why do you think it's so important for leaders to embrace courage and then also be willing to tell their story yes like absolutely in fact um a leader a true impactful leader has to have courage if they do not have courage they may have high uh, sounding titles like a ceo and all but then we all know that having a high sounding title is not equivalent to being a leader so um let me uh, share a, i would like to share about someone all right and i think all of all of you know him so on 3rd of march 1837 a young state legislator began series of in 1837 all right keep that date in mind series of anti slavery measures which were ended 
and it turned into a proclamation of emancipation and the amendment to the constitution abolishing and prohibiting slavery forever throughout the republic any guesses who that gentleman was he was ibrahim lincoln mm-hmm. and i don't have to say that right even now it is a big issue right and in 1837 when he was not even the president he was a very young legislator he started this and that time the feeling against people who were anti uh, slavery was very violent and almost universal but as ibrahim lincoln himself said it often requires courage to dare to the right thing than to fear to do wrong i just repeated again it often requires more courage to dare to do right than to fear to do wrong like amazing and what a leader it's been like a century plus and you and i we still remember him why is that it would have been very easy for him to just go with the flow because we can't even imagine how tough it would have been for him that time yeah even now it is tough even now like i need not say the whole world knows what happened very recently imagine in 1837 but why are we talking about him now and whereas we do not know at least i do not know but i am not an american i do not know of any other person from uh, that uh, time you know that political time in america is that he had courage and he had courage to stand up for what was right and another thing is the amazing thing is it was not directly impacting him right he still stood up for something which was against humanity and he stood up for people who were suffering and that took immense courage and that is why that is just one example i personally believe that there cannot be any change any innovation and any empowerment without courage because see leaders and this was like you know i gave you example of ibrahim lincoln or we just talked about mahatma gandhi or martin luther king great men in history right but even day to day even in normal corporate scenario if you are a leader you have to take sometimes difficult decision but mm-hmm. which is right for the company or your organization and they be they may be highly unpopular because as a leader sometimes you are very isolated you do not have the luxury of sitting down with everyone and sharing something because uh, there are things which you have to take a call on and that is why you are up there right now what happens is that when uh, people face this it's an adverse situation right uh, normal day to day it is very easy to go with the popular flow or to do something which you like you know it is always easy to be a pleaser oh the whole team will be happy let me do this but maybe in the long run it is going to impact the company so it takes courage to be firm and maybe go against the people you actually like it is even tougher and take a call because you know that's the right thing in the long run or maybe right now so every person who is in a leadership position whether you are an international keynote speaker or whether you are just um, i don't know in any role whether whenever you need to whenever uh, a leader has to be courageous 
right? And, uh, you know, uh, when I gave this speech in UN, I said something. I said, in the moments of adversity, it takes immense strength to stand by what is right. And it is courage that ensures we choose what is right, even when it is inconvenient. Ruchi, this um, is David. I'm going to tell you, the, the thought of, regardless of where you are in your life, and I appreciate you sharing about Abraham Lincoln, appreciate you sharing about your speech to the United Nations. It doesn't matter what role you're in. If you want to be a leader, you're going to have to find courage to ask the right questions, to stand up when things don't go as well. And so I really think it's important to keep in mind that anyone can demonstrate courage. And so what I want to share, or at least ask, when the pandemic came, for so many people, it was a disbelief. It was a dismissive spirit or attitude, should I say. And there had to be a paradigm shift when so many families were affected and lives were lost. You made mention earlier that it's easier to go with the flow. You don't want to be the person no one likes. You don't want to be the person that everyone says is the enemy to impeding or changing their lifestyle. But leadership is standing up despite the fact that you might be the only one standing or despite that you might be the one that is pushed to the outside. And I can't tell you how many people that I've spoken to as leaders say, if I had a regret, I would have stood up. Or if I had to to go back and do things differently, I wouldn't care what the popular opinion or vote would be. When you're training and teaching about courage, how often does that come up, Ruchi, where people say, well, I feel like I'm alone, and, and, but, but I know I have to be courageous. I feel like no one else is going to say this unless I say this. And how do you help them to speak despite that fear of I'm alone? All right. Uh, that, that is a fear which I think everyone struggles with a little bit. Like degrees may vary. Degrees may vary, but because deep down, intrinsically, we all want to be liked, isn't it? We all want to be liked. We want to be looked up to. We want to be liked. We don't want to make our life unnecessary, uh, uh, uncomfortable. And sometimes when you have to speak up the truth, whether uh, you, you are the only one, it can be extremely uncomfortable, extremely uh, painful. Mm. And isolating, lonely. And uh, uh, this is something which a lot, a lot of people come up with. And um, what uh, I uh, help them with is, see, again, the HR experience does count, but my own life experience counts because um, I'll be very honest with you. For me to get on stage even now and share something very deeply personal to myself Mm. is... uh, it's not easy. You know, when I'm up there and I'm, sh- I'm a very private person um, and I'm sharing something which, which was a very, very private moment, a painful moment, but still a very private moment. Mm-hmm. I actually feel emotionally naked because I'm there talking about my married life, things which happened. And again, it's a human desire. Nobody wants to look vulnerable. Let's be honest. We'll rather have that frame, you know, like uh, like in Hollywood, the hero or heroine, they walk in and everything is perfect. They look perfect. Music is perfect. That's what 
people aspire for in their own life we want to be heroes yeah. but sometimes we are not and to share that moment on stage is very difficult and even now i don't like talking about it because i just don't like talking about it but i talk about it because i have associated a bigger uh it has a motive now yeah. and the motive is that when i share my story of pain and struggle and it is an epidemic it's a shadow epidemic we talk about covid but millions have been facing domestic violence both men and women because men may not you know like uh, come openly but especially as kids a lot of young boys uh, face a lot of violence right so domestic violence is faced by everyone it's an epidemic but people don't talk about it so for me um what i have done is i have given meaning to my pain yeah and that makes it i will not say it makes it very easy but it since there is a bigger uh, reason for me to talk about it it is it is slightly easy i can speak up so coming back to your question whenever you have to speak up on something on which you may not be comfortable or uh, right and leadership you cannot be a very impactful leader unless you're emotionally intelligent and you're very aware of about yourself about your emotions so i always tell people be very honest to yourself i can pretend something with you right danny and david but if i also pretend with myself then i'm never going to grow so like in my case i'm very aware what makes me uncomfortable it is sharing a personal moment with the rest of the world so i'm aware where my uh, pain point is coming from so i tell people what is your pain point because whenever we hesitate to do something there is a fear and fear are usually you know things like what will people think of me what if they think i'm foolish or dumb they are very simple things you know or what if i'm uh, one of the biggest fear i i get from people is even if they are very senior the desire to be liked people don't want they say ruchi we don't want to come across that uh, party spoiler and all party pooper and all so these are the things these are the pain points right so first be very honest identify your pain point write it down accept it and then don't try to whitewash it and you know uh, people say positivity sometimes you can't force positivity you own it that okay for me it is a deep desire let's say to be liked i want to be liked by people i am accepting it now that you have accepted it you have to then just be with it feel it understand it but then let go of it and move to the next stage next stage is what happens is and i i um i am a communication mentor right but there is another thing which i do i have been doing meditation pranayama for more than a decade now mm-hmm. right in fact i have a workshop energy empowerment uh, and a keynote so another thing which you do is and uh, by now i think uh, even if it is not experienced uh, experiential knowledge we know most of the population that every change happens within you can't have courage from outside it comes from within right so the change also will happen within so suppose you are fearful of something or public speaking 
just see what the sensation is happening in your body the moment you are aware like you know the tummy is clenching or whatever you're choking you are in a better position to handle something because till the time you don't know what's the problem what are you going to handle so then get aware of it so that next time then you have to break the pattern it's a long process but then you break the process there are certain breathing techniques pranayama and all that but even if we don't do all that at least then do something then you understand that if i do not do this if i do not speak up in a meeting in a office meeting right i'm not even talking about changing the world or talking about domestic violence office meeting what is it that you're going to lose by keeping quiet are you going to lose that promotion are you going to be invisible to the executives how are you going to get promoted you have to be noticed your work has to be noticed come on let's be real if i have the best idea in the world but the people in power are not aware of me or my ideas i'm not going anywhere this is how corporate world works this is how world works right yeah. so you have to be then to think what are you going to lose and are you willing to lose it and let's be honest if you're willing to lose it you and i nobody can make a difference danny uh, and uh, david both of you are coaches yourself after a while no coach in the world can help a person if they are not willing to get help right yeah. those are the worst points when you see potential in people but they're not willing to do anything but they have to make the choice it is always their choice or my choice our choice and they have to decide are they willing to lose this just to be to be pleasing people with whom you may not be even associated with six months down the line yeah. are you willing to let go of growth in your life whatever yeah. you're looking for because you want to please people who you maybe don't even really like that much or you are not even going to be in touch in the next three months or six months when you ask very basic questions see these are not very big sounding words they're very basic general honest questions chances are you may realize it's not worth keeping quiet let me talk about it so uh, these are the things which you can do the deeper inner work obviously needs uh, some time like some certain breathing techniques certain meditation and all that and um, and i always suggest even if you do not do anything put some good meditation on youtube and just be with yourself for those 20 minutes and do nothing just listen to the video you may not get nirvana you don't get nirvana so easily but at least you'll get in the habit of being alone with yourself yeah yeah we will be right back after this short break We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul J A C K I E W I C Z.com. Thank you for checking out the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast. If you are enjoying the program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash twins talk it up. Also, consider leaving a five-star rating on Apple and comment on our other platforms, including YouTube. If you'd like to learn more and get more information, we would like you to become a guest on our future episode. Send us a message via our website at www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. 
Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is David, and, Richard, and I'll, I'll share with you that I'm I'm really learning so much here about how you're helping leaders to find that strength. And I love the idea of meditation that you're able to grow in your self-awareness. You're able to get in touch with that pain point. You're identifying it. You're coming to conviction of how you're going to share it. And maybe that's where the meditation comes in. The learning how to control your breathing, breathing, helping to control your thoughts and your mind, your body. It's counting the cost and saying, am I willing to lose, quote unquote, this to gain what else I think could be a great positive outcome? And I love that we can sit down and say, what, what if I don't speak up? What if I don't demonstrate courage? What could happen? And so I appreciate you sharing that. And that's so true. And sometimes we don't realize we might be born for that occasion. We might arrive for that occasion. So- yeah. Earlier, you mentioned one of our probably most beloved presidents in the United States history with Abraham Lincoln and something he shared. There are a couple other quotes that came to my mind when we start, think about courage. And, and I want to ask you if there are any other quotes you hold on to or any influential leaders in your life that you've held on to to help you grow your courage. And, and it's, these are the two quotes. One was by uh, C.S. Lewis. He said something to the effect that courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point, which means at the point of highest reality, that everything leads or everything stems from this courage. And then Brene Brown said something to the effect of you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you can't choose both. Yes, so, Ruchi, are there any other quotes you just hold on to? And were there any people that influence you that help you to stay courageous? Yes. So there is this quote, which is my favorite quote. It's in Hindi, but I translate it in English. It's by Iqbal. It's like, Khudhi ko kar buland itna ki har takdeer se pehle khuda bande se khud puche bata teri raza kya hai. I love this. It translates into, make yourself so strong and powerful. That before deciding your destiny, even God asks you, tell me what is it that you desire? Mm. And I just love it. Sometimes I just chant it when I'm, you know. So, yeah, that's my favorite quote. And uh, yes, there cannot be any courage. Uh, there cannot be any other virtue if you're not courageous. Because, you know, like um, I would mentioned Winston Churchill, so many people have said uh, something mm. similar, you know, just the wordings have changed. Or Maya Angelou, everyone, like they all keep talking with the same thing. In fact, Mahatma Gandhi said that even to be spiritual, you have to be fearless. Yeah. Imagine spirituality. Uh, so, yes, that's my favorite quote. And uh, yeah, there are people who deeply inspire me. So they are like world leaders like uh, Martin Luther King, that speech, I have a dream. Yeah. Oh my God, whenever I am low, I go and I just listen to him. I, even talking about it gives, gives me goosebumps. Like, I wish, you know, what will I give? I can give anything to talk like him. I have a dream. Like, 
I love, love, love it. And everyone I train or talk about communication, I say, if you're not going to watch anything, just you have to watch this speech. This speech, like if you just watch this speech and you'll know what powerful communication is all about. So yes, that's a big, big influence to me. It's a pick-me-up actually for me. So that is there. Then I'm very blessed. Um, I have some, like, I have amazing parents. My father is a retired army officer. Yeah. And I'm, I've been surrounded. I'm an army kid. So I've been, I've grown up surrounded by people, mostly men. See, in now in uh, army, uh, women are coming and women uh, are amazing. But when I was growing up, it just had men. So I'm not trying to be gender biased. How can I be being a woman? But when I was growing up, army was made up of men. So mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by, I've grown up surrounded by men who were willing to die for the nation. Yeah. You know, they were not very highly paid, nothing, but they were willing to die for the nation. Such youngsters. Uh, so much to learn from my mom, because what happens is that uh, courage is not only in war. Mm-hmm. Courage is in day-to-day activities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time, my father was, um, we were posted a lot of times in areas which had high, uh, India, unfortunately, mm-hmm. has some very, painful borders surrounding it and we face a huge issue of terrorism Uh, so um, my father has served in a lot of sensitive areas where death was a regular part of our life right so uh, when papa was um, out there and sometimes for a few months all the officers used to go for some training and all so my mom used to hold the fort back or there have been times like uh, once there was a terrorist attack. Um, mm-hmm. He was in Kashmir and there was a terrorist attack in the cantonment, and uh, it came on the news. And that mm-hmm. was the time when we did not have uh, mobile phones. Right. And anyways, whenever there's a terrorist attack or something, army jams the communication so that, you know, the terrorists can't communicate. So uh, we saw it on news. It came and it was my dad's cantonment. It was like they were talking about people we knew. And a young lieutenant had died. We knew these people. They were our people. And they were saying a a colonel has also been shot dead. And my dad was a colonel that time. And they didn't tell the name. For us, it was trauma. Till the time my father could actually patch up through army channels and let us know. And like I said, we had landline, no cell phone. And these, uh, there have been many more such occasions. And it was my mom who was strong for all of us. Uh, so I I really, really don't have to look outside to be inspired. I have very inspiring uh, parents. So yes. Now, this is Danny. Uh, thank you so very much for sharing that. You are absolutely correct at times. We don't have to look far. Uh, our family members, our friends, our brothers or sisters sometimes exuberate courage. And yeah. when your father is out <clears throat> doing his best to protect the country, your mother had no choice but to be courageous. She had to step up. Yeah. And that's what she did very well. There's a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Courage is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. There is a cost to not showing up fully as a leader. So even though your father is out 
and he was protecting the country. Your mother was able to be courageous because she stepped up. She just stepped up. And at times we think, what does it take to be a leader? And really sometimes to be a leader, you just need to step up. You did that as well when you talk about your life and you go and you do your speeches, you go and you speak to people and you tell people about your life, you're telling about your story. You stepped up. That is so courageous. And as a leader, you said, well, sometimes you have an idea and you don't want to talk about it. You're worried about what people think. You're worried about what they're saying. But you know what? You got to do it because you have to step up. That's being courageous. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to do the right thing as a leader, even if you don't want to, but it's, it's the best for the company. It's the best for your employees. You have to step up. These are all great examples about being courageous. And sometimes you just have to step up. That's it. Just to be courageous, you have to step up. So thank you very yes. much for sharing that, Ruchi. I was really, uh, I was really impacted and impressed by uh, just the many examples in your personal life that you provided. Thank you, thank you. Can I share one um, quote from uh, Eleanor Roosevelt? Please. Yeah, it's like you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. Yeah. You're able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. Mm. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. I love that, Ruji. And that's so true. And I can't tell you how many times in my own life I've seen great examples of courage, whether it be when I was a young child, my younger brother coming to support me or when I wanted to start a business and my twin brother supporting me and my wife coming to help me when I didn't know where to turn in terms of my next adventure when COVID came and, oh Oh, gosh, I can't go do corporate training. I have to now pivot to do online coaching. And that's, that takes incredible courage. And when you think about what the health pandemic has done and, and by all means, we are prayerful and hopeful for healing in this, this, this world that we call our larger family, that we can support each other in this. Uh, We've seen incredible stories of courage. And I can't tell you the friends and the doctors and nurses, people that are putting their lives at risk to try to help, uh, you know, ease the curb there of the pandemic. And so anytime someone says, Dave, I'm praying for somebody, or Dave, I've decided I'm wearing my mask to support somebody. These are all demonstrations of courage. And so Ruchi, I want to thank you for coming onto our program. I want to thank you for your friendship. Thank you for just over the last few years, you and I have getting to know each other and that we're really cheerleaders for each other because what you're doing, I can't tell you is what I want to see myself do more of. And so I'm grateful for you. you. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for what you shared. And uh, I will make sure to leave a link that everybody can follow your work. They can get your book and they can really learn more about how to develop courage in their own organization and courage in their own leadership style. So Ruchi, thank you for joining the Twins Talk It Up program. Thank you. Thank you you so much. It was such a pleasure to come and it was such an interesting and much needed, you know, very relevant topic to talk about. Uh, And uh, and it was such a pleasure to, you know, get to connect with you again, David, and to meet Danny. Uh, so a lovely, lovely um, evening, especially right now in India, we are going through a difficult time. So it felt good to have a break from, from that, you know, because like you said, lately, 
uh, I've been praying a lot for my friends, their parents, and anyone, uh, whoever reaches out for prayers. So yeah. that's the only way I feel I can help during COVID. Uh, so, yeah, but it was a much needed break for me also. Well, we're glad that we could be a support, Ruchi. So, you know, you're not alone. We're in this with you. And yes. um, so we look forward to it. But Ruchi, thank you again for joining us. And let's schedule some more time. You and I uh, we will do another Zoom follow-up, okay? So we'll talk soon. Yes, that would be lovely. <laughs> All right, stay safe. Thank you, Ruchi. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.